0: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network. Matt's
4: favorite home day on it is. Welcome One. in. Welcome to Final Countdown. Matt Brown and Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Las Vegas at our Vison studio at the South Point. We've got another heavy NFL and college football day ahead, um, but we're also going to cover all of the bases today, get into some NHL with the season starting up soon, and bases, pun intended there, because Steve Buchanan, Major League Baseball betting analyst over at DraftKings, is going to join us as well in hour two.
5: One of my favorite Canadians in Andy McNeil. one yes. of. One not, of. Not, he doesn't get the actual tops, the but, yeah, but he's Ooh. just one of. My favorite. Well, comedians. that'll be
4: an interesting conversation yes. topic when we have who is number he's one He's aware that he's not my one? absolute favorite. You, who's your number one? I can't really say I don't know, bare naked ladies, maybe or something. I don't know.
5: You know? All Valid. the all the bare all the ladies. All the naked bare Listen, naked ladies. We're yes.
4: already saying too many words without getting to the story of the day for your girl. All you need to know are two words. All right. Hey,
5: hey, hey, hey. All not rise. even not even a hot take. We should, we, should, we, we should have gotten the clip and played it back. Oh, uh, dang it.
4: Why do we not think about think these things about until it we, we are on air? We should have Aaron gotten Judge. the
5: clip and we should have played it back because my girl over here thought she was giving a hot take and little did she know that it was not, not only was it not a hot take, it was going, it was going to happen easily, <laughs> easily where she said that Albert Pujols was going to get over 700 home runs over or two. One of the two, I don't remember, over 700 home runs, and that also Aaron Judge would get to 62. It did happen. It was not a hot take. You, all it was, was you saw the future.
4: I am the happiest girl in the land. And I hope that a lot of you guys were also watching when, in my previous show, My Guys in the Desert, because I feel like I've been trying to sell my soul to tell people for this entire baseball season that Aaron Judge was going to get here, that he was going to be the MVP. And we finally got there. So cash those tickets. I'm so excited. Um, he
5: better be MVP. He, I have a, he will. Be. I have a have a nice ticket on on the, he old, on the old yes.
4: As do I. Yes. Let's get it going yes. here. I would um, like
5: I would like that to get home. He's
4: not in the lineup today in the Yankee season finale, which is I believe underway now or about to be if it hasn't already. Uh, final game of the year against the Rangers. It's a pick 'em game over under eight. Uh, neither Giancarlo Stanton or Gabriel Torres in the lineup today as well. The triple crown would have been possible for Aaron Judge had he played, but. Obviously, like, completely understand why he's going to sit out. He got the record. Now just get rested up and get set for the postseason because the 12-team playoffs are officially set. Excited to get Steve's preview on that a little bit later. But I am just thrilled to my gore. And, like, obviously, we talked about it earlier in the week. The record is 73. We know that. We're not saying anything outside of that, but you have to appreciate the history that was made with the American league record, um, surpassing Roger Maris, a record that has stood for 61 years. And the, it took the the largest man in major league baseball history, largest position player in major league baseball history to finally get a non-juiced up over 61.
5: Let's not listen. The triple crown is still in play. Luis Reyes is playing today.
4: I thought that Aaron Judge had to have, like, three hits and, or four hits and well, Luis Arias had to go 0 for here,
5: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This game could go into extra innings. He could end up going, like, 0 for 9 today. <laughs>
4: so, it's still possible. It is.
5: It, 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 there's a chance. Like, he, you know, he could go for, like, 0 for 9 today, and there would be a chance for for this to to play out. So, yes, he's, he's hitting 315, Aaron Judge hitting 311. So, it would take a... A massively terrible day at the plate. How much
4: money is is our dude Aaron Judge going to make next year? Because he bet on himself in a contract year, said, I'm not going to take this. Everybody thinks you're crazy. 30 years old, take the money. Look at him. Look at him go. He bet on himself. He didn't get injured the last two years. I'm so, I'm so pumped for him. Yeah. I mean, but this, is he going to stay a Yankee is the question
5: in baseball. You can do this. You like football, like the, the whole Lamar Jackson thing is very scary. Cause every time you take a snap, like it could be your last one of the season, you know, because like, it's just so, so, so scary, but in baseball, you can do this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, yes, there is, there is risk for injury. I'm not saying that baseball players don't get injured. It is far, 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 far less than, than the NFL. And so for him, Boy, this is going to be
4: massive. Yeah, he didn't for baker him. Mayfield himself in
5: a
1: yes, contract yes. year. A little this bit of a different situation. I
4: wonder how many texts, by the way, that Matt humans got after um, what's his name? Corey Humans, the, the the investments guy who caught the home run.
5: The guy that jumped over the rail or whatever it was? Did you see that?
4: Yeah, that I saw there. that, which was actually pretty smart, if you think about it. I would make a two million
5: dollar plunge. I would I mean, who knows? It might go for more than two well, million dollars. And
4: that's what I'm saying. Like if the ball is dropped. You're down there to get it. It makes sense to me.
5: If I thought I could jump off and catch it, which, I mean, (laughs) I understand there's a whole lot that goes into that, but if I could jump off and catch it, I'm thinking in my head, all right, look, worst case, break both of my legs. You know, break both of my legs. That's going to cost me like 100 Gs, but this ball is worth 20 times that. So it's worth it.
4: Okay. Good trade-off. I like it. I like it. It's a good trade off. Uh, like I mentioned, though, the MLB playoff picture is set. Yankees are two seed in the American League. They're going to await the winner of Cleveland Tampa Bay in the AL Wild Card Series. And there is a potentially significant injury for Tampa Bay, by the way. Their reliever, Colin Pochet, headed to the injured list, going to have an MRI on an abdominal injury today. The New York Mets, by the way, who spent 175 days of the season in first place in the NL East, do not get it done. The Atlanta Braves, a fifth straight division title.
5: Yeah, I am actually fairly interested in all in in the the postseason here because yeah, the I Mets have the now. I have I had the Mariners to make the playoffs, so that already cashed, and I have futures on the Blue Jays and Astros on the American League side, and I have futures on the Padres and Phillies on the National League side. So I have a lot of rooting interest in this for teams that likely aren't going to win anything, but hey. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to just be rooting. You know, uh, like ma- like a madman specifically for the Astros to win the World Series. So, like I need the Astros. Like, I have them to win the AL yeah. and to win the World Series. I really, really need them to to at least win the AL because that would be a, a nice little ticket. But longer shots on the Blue Jays, Phillies, and the Padres as well. So we we'll, we shall see.
4: Um, I, I will tell you that I, I cashed the three. I will cash the three to one ticket now on the Braves to win the division. I'm very excited about that, but the Braves are the Braves and Padres are the only futures tickets that I have. And so I'm just, it's unfortunate that they're both coming on the same side. Yeah. Here. So we'll see if I can have anything that lives, but if we're both rooting for the Padres, that's a good sign. That's for a us. good sign. I wish show. I had,
5: I wish I had had like more than just Mariners. Yes. To make the playoffs. I, I should have probably at some point figured out that like, well, if I'm betting them to make the playoffs, then I should probably at least have some sort of ticket to for them to like win the AL yeah. or whatever. But I didn't I didn't do that. And uh, so that one's already at least home. So we've we've cashed one future spent.
4: There we go. Um we do have some college football coming up tonight. Wednesday college football in the American two and two SMU taken on three and one UCF at seven o'clock Eastern on ESPN two, UCF two and a half point favorite. This is a game that got moved. It was supposed to be Saturday then Sunday then with the hurricane all the way to Wednesday. So a lot of extra rest for both of those teams. We'll talk plenty of college football. Later on, but we do have some big news in the NFL today as well. The Colts have officially ruled out running back Jonathan Taylor for Thursday night football in Denver. The first game in his college or pro career, Matt, that Jonathan Taylor has missed. And it'll be a big absence for a team that even with him has struggled to run the ball this season. Yeah,
5: I mean, in in the market, like most of the threes have turned into three and a half. There are some very expensive threes left on the Broncos if you want to go that route. And... I kind of understand because this offense runs through Jonathan Taylor, Mm -hmm. no pun intended. Like it is the only thing that's really, and like I said, hadn't worked a ton so far, but it's really the only thing that works for this team is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Matt Ryan, most of his tests. So this is where it's like very, this is where we talk about yesterday are kind of like some of the pro tips we've had this week about just, looking beyond just the surface level stuff, like if you look and you go and you, and you take a look at the stats and we'll actually talk about most passing yards in the NFL a little bit later in the show, that's a tease. Um, You're killing
4: it with the team. I'm tease. telling
5: you, I'm telling you. But if you look in the NFL side of things and you go, oh, okay, well, Matt, Matt Ryan is fourth in the NFL in passing yards. And like you, you look at stuff like that and you go, now strip away garbage time and he fall, he just plummets, right? It's like, it's one of those things like, all of those yards have come in garbage time. All sort of. So, like, don't be fooled by going like, oh, Matt Ryan hasn't been all that bad. He's thrown for 1,125 yards. He's only, you know, 100 yards behind Justin Herbert, who's leading the league. Yeah, but two completely different scenarios in, in that. We talked about yesterday. Hopefully, if you speculated a little bit on some Naeem Hines stuff yeah, for the Colts, those are – uh Those are gone now, like at least the good numbers and all that. So hopefully maybe you speculated at least a little bit. I thought the writing was kind of on the wall with it being a short week and all of that. It's kind of like, are you going to rush back the dudes that you're dude on a short Mm -hmm. week for the nanka? It just didn't seem right anyway. So hopefully you got ahead of stuff like that. Listen, for me, this is such a gross game and so many things. Like, I mean, seriously, it's such a gross game. And now we look at the coaching situation. We talked about the Broncos a ton. Frank Reich has not shown me anything for this Colts team so far this year. And if anything, he's shown me that he's made wrong decisions more than he's made right decisions. So it's just – I have no idea. Outside of the prop market, I can't imagine that I'm going to have anything going in this one unless there's just something that – Overnight just magically comes to me and, and, and yeah, I don't in even, a dream, not even in a, <laughs> in a dream.
4: A lot of these games when I don't like the number and don't want to touch it, you look for that live betting approach, and this is one that I'm probably not even going to go into with a game plan either because I feel very similarly here. And, I mean, the Colts, it's, it's just been ugly for both teams to this mm-hmm. point where I still don't have a solid feel on what either team is significantly – going to show up with and the Colts do have the second worst turnover differential in the league right now and we talk about the rushing that they have had with Jonathan Taylor 27th in the league in rushing yards per game 3.5 yards per carry which is obviously nowhere near the pace that we saw with Jonathan Taylor last year when he was the league's rushing leader so you got Hines Um, Jackson would be his RB2 with Jonathan Taylor out and then the former Bronco Phillip Lindsay probably going to get elevated from the practice squad it looks like here so
5: probably <laughs> wouldn't pull any triggers on Philip Lindsay stuff or whatever. Just that le- being I'm said, just... no, that being said, listen, maybe they go, hey, but this guy's got a lot of experience. So like let's because Naeem Hines typically been just listen, a third down I'm pass just catching a
4: facilitator back. of information. I, know. I'm just I, I agree. I,
5: we have to let the people know.
4: Lots more NFL news and lines to look ahead to in week five of the NFL. Don't go anywhere. More recent final countdown coming up.
0: This is VSEN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back. This segment of v-sin Final Countdown presented by Zin Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your own terms. Zin Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zin understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone is on their own journey, but when you feel like you're ready to take that step toward change, Zin's there for you. You've got the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about Making a change? You want to learn more? Check out Zyn nicotine pouches at that's zyn.com That's z y n. dot This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. They're Welcome back to the show. Way
5: earlier in the show now. Like, I mean, typically they're kind of like segment five, segment six that they're sponsoring. Now they want to get like right in at the top.
4: Yeah, they're talking about being at the right time. Yeah, the like, right hey, time.
5: The right time apparently segment <laughs> two in the show yes. is what they are. What they're looking for. Did you see these Wimbanyama highlights last night? I did not. You did not. So he's likely they're going to be the number one overall pick in the. Uh, In the draft.
4: I just saw him going through the metal detector and that he had to duck to get in it. That was, that was last night. He had
5: 37 points. He had seven, three pointers, five blocks, and he is seven foot three. And it is, it is really, really impressive. He was running the floor. His handles are so incredibly great. Like it should be illegal how bad the bottom four teams are going to be tanking this year to try to get him. Like, I mean, it is what's going to be.
4: What's the wingspan of 7-3? Like, what's his wingspan? The Rockets.
5: Like, who else? It'll be the Jazz. Like, all those te- Like, they are. The tanking season is going to start early, and the tanking season is going to be grotesque. Like, I mean, and it's probably worth it. To get this guy, and if and if you think about the Thunder too, right? So they lose, they lose Chet for the whole year this year because of an injury. So like they're not even going to get their number one pick from last year. So you just tank again this year, and if you could pair those two, Chet Holmgren up with him next year, I mean that would be fantastic. So yeah, Thunder, boy, that would be what a good that what a almost a weirdly good situation that. Chat doesn't get to play this year and then they can just tank again and then start with two like really good young players and then try to go from there.
4: Very realistic, which is crazy. Very
5: realistic. It's unfortunate
4: that we had JVT on the show yesterday instead of today after we had that performance that we could get his opinion on, his thoughts on the future. But he's gonna say
5: he's gonna say, Yeah, that guy's good. (laughs) That guy is really good.
4: The uh, let's continue the little NFL here um, because a lot of practice updates coming through the newswire before we started the show today, especially when it comes to this game in London, a lot going on with the New York Giants. Daniel Jones was back at practice. Um, Of course, he's been dealing with a left ankle sprain. Apparently, according to the athletic got reps in both individual and team drills was moving. Well, he's reportedly going to be a game time decision with Tyrod Taylor still in concussion protocol. Davis Webb would be the next option or say, one Barkley and Wildcat. Why not? Um, And Kenny Galladay didn't practice either. Uh, Giants coach Brian Dable saying that it doesn't look promising for him to suit up this week and just $72 million spent (laughs) for him to have. What is it? Two catches and 22 yards this season, all of which came week one
5: and very disgruntled,
4: very disgruntled. Hence why his target share and snap counts have been what they are. I imagine
5: everyone's always disgruntled. No one's ever gruntled, you know?
4: That is true. I've never heard yeah. that as a No, you're disgruntled, but you're never gruntled. You might be gruntled.
5: We'll have to look up what gruntled even means on the break we I come back and be like, you know what? I feel very gruntled today here on yeah. a Wednesday, but maybe I will we'll see. Yeah, that's sitting eight, 8, and a half right now in favor of the Packers. This total's extremely low, 40 and a half to 41, and it makes a ton of sense because even if Daniel Jones does go... You have to assume that he's going to be at least somewhat limited, and he is a guy that really does get by on his mobility, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not known for his in-the-pocket presence and passing and stuff. And so then you consider that this Giants offensive line has been complete garbage, and he was running for his life last time we saw him. So, yeah, if he's not mobile to be able to escape all of that stuff, then things could get real bad. Like I said, I mean, I'm not probably going to lay it with the Packers just because I try not to play – I try not to play those London games unless it was just a scenario like this past week with the Vikings, where I just thought the Saints were going to be injury decimated, and right. so I jumped on that. But like, yeah,
6: the
4: Vikings was one of my favorite plays, and it still came down to a double yeah, whammy.
5: <laughs> like I, I just don't like these kind of London because there is like some factors that we don't that we can't control, right? Some of the teams. So, so for example, last week the Saints went over early. The Vikings tr- decided to do the late thing, and like it's all just difference in philosophy. There's no right or wrong answer, but it's kind of like, oh, the Saints. People get together and they decide, no, let's get acclimated to being mm-hmm. over there. The Vikings are like, no, 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 we're going to leave last minute. We're going to sit here and not have to adjust at all. We're just going to be on our own schedule over there. So it's, it's you know, there's no, again, no right or wrong answer. It's just how these teams go about it. So like, I don't know, man. I don't know how everyone's going to do and how they're going to adjust and all that. I do know Packers teaser leg. I cannot imagine them not winning this by at least a field yeah. goal. So that is at least something I'm super confident in this week, but. Probably not laying it. And again, like we mentioned, from a survivor standpoint, if you still have the Packers left, I think you could good feel pretty confident. Yeah. I think you feel pretty confident going up against either a banged up Daniel Jones or Davis Webb. So I think that would be a a very, you know, again, you probably should have already used the Packers, but if you didn't, then the Packers are, are certainly. I feel so
4: bad for the Giants wide receiver core right now, because obviously they get off to this good start and there's excitement around Brian Daybowl and what Daniel Jones could and it hasn't really been that, but you have Sterling Shepard out for the season, Kadarius Toney, who missed the last two games with a hamstring injury. Wondell Robinson hasn't played since the week one game, so you have, what, Stills and Richie James are your options, and it's just been tough. I just, I feel bad for them because it looked like this could be a turnaround coming and now with the Packers, Ravens, Jaguars coming up the next couple of games, it's going to be tougher rather than easier. And it
5: might be a buy-low opportunity on on Wondell Robinson, really, at this point, like from a, if there's any in-season, you know, if, if there's any in-season totals that you might could bet on him or even from a fantasy perspective or anything. Because, like, he, when he is able to come back, He's going to, like, de facto be at least the wide receiver two, if not the wide receiver mm-hmm. one, just, again, because there's no one else there to throw to. Again, Kenny Galloway can't get on the field, and when he does, he's he's all mad and doesn't want to be there anymore. For whatever reason, Kadarius Tony's, like, in the – Doghouse, like this guy doesn't get any run, like whatsoever at all, and the other guys just don't have any talent, Mm -hmm. you know, and so just (laughs) kind of they don't, they just don't. I mean, listen, they're better than me, but they don't have any talent from an NFL standpoint, like. I love how
4: you just throw that out so casually. Eh, You know, they're in the NFL, but they don't have any talent. They're garbage. Um, The Jets uh, getting three against the Dolphins this week. Total forty six. Obviously, the Dolphins can be without Tuatunga Vailoa and also potentially Xavier Howard again, who's dealing with a groin issue. He's day-to-day. The Dolphins, by the way, have allowed the second most passing yards per game in the entire league right now. Granted, they did play the Ravens, Mm -hmm. Bills, and Bengals, three of your four opponents, but still that's not necessarily where you want to be. But what they do have on their side is that Jets quarterback Zach Wilson was limited at practice, coming back from the knee injury, now has apparently got a dinged up, ankle, which isn't ideal, and their running back, Brees Hall, has some nicks and bruises.
5: Yeah, this, again, I, I came in on the Dolphins at three. I thought it was just too big of an adjustment going from Tua to, to Teddy Bridgewater. And here, here's the thing, like, if you watch that Jets game this past week, it doesn't matter what the end result was, like, Zach Wilson was really bad for three quarters. And I was played, gonna say,
4: but that fourth quarter,
5: and played a good fourth quarter. Like that's it. Like he was really, really bad for three quarters, and then had a good fourth quarter. And so, let's not get let's not get crazy here. Jets are still a, a bad football team. They're still going to lose the majority, of, like the vast majority of their games. And I think this Dolphins team has kind of proven that they're that they're for real. Like I think that they've kind of proven that at the very at the very least they're going to be able to certainly beat up on the on the bottom feeders, you know. And and this to me is one of those games. So, uh, the the six going to three from the from Tua to to uh Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves was too much for me, so I took the
4: three. All right, Patriots 3 point favorite against the line against the Lions at home, total 46 and a half. Mac Jones back at practice this week. So, do you think Maybe we won't have the Brian Hoyer, Bailey Zappi experience. uh, TBD on that. Um, As far as the Lions, their main players still not out there at practice. i Ross St. Brown, DJ Tark, DeAndre Swift, all not practicing as of right now.
5: Yeah, it was probably a either Patriots or pass as it was anyway, given that situation that the Lions have going on. And then now it's, you know, it's definitely a Patriots or pass if Mac Jones is able to get back out there this week for them. This Lions defense cannot do anything I mean they are just woefully inept on that side of the ball and so it doesn't and so now if you can't outscore the other team then you're going to lose a whole bunch of games and so for me yeah it's it's a Patriots or pass but I'm just going to sit back and and watch this one I don't want to get involved with this Patriots team too often the
4: the stat that I can't get over when it comes to the Lions defense is that they they've scored 140 points through four games to this point most points in the league but they're 1-3 because they've allowed 139. Like, that's bonkers. That's horrible. You let Geno Smith and Rashad Penny carve you up?
5: We're getting to the point, too, where it's like the love affair, I think, with this Lions team is going to start wearing thin. Like, I think that, like, you know, there was a lot of support for them at the beginning of the year, a Damn. lot of people who were buying in on maybe this team was going to turn around. I think that, think that after this week, too, especially if the pages go out there and kind of thump them a little bit that uh, maybe this love affair with this Lions team we're going to like sit back and go, oh, they were just bad all along. Yeah, so oh, I, did, I, that.
4: I did bet the total in this game. I'm definitely banking mm-hmm. on points here. How do you think that the Patriots defense will hold up against this Lions offense and you're, what they've done?
5: Here's, the good thing is, is at 46, you're probably only going to need about 20 points from the Lions because... I think the Patriots like everybody well, Patriots, scores on the Lions. Well that's what I'm Everyone. thinking. And
4: the Patriots allow 24 and a half points per game right now. The Lions are averaging 34 and a half, so mm. hopefully, hopefully we get there. We I bet it. the over. It was my first bet of the week. I like it. Firing on it. Yeah. Andy McNeil coming up, talking some NHL, a deep dive in hockey when we come back. Welcome back into to V-CIN Final Countdown. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all of the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available right now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. You get predictions for teams and players, win totals, betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL bettor needs to know. The guide's a must-have, has everything you need, VEASAN.com slash subscribe give yourself an edge this season by becoming a VSIN pro subscriber and getting the hockey prep guide and the man who put this whole thing together andy mcneil our visa nhl betting expert at digital gambler on twitter we welcome in now crazy to think andy it's been less than four months since the colorado avalanche raised the cup and we are already back here ready for the grind what's going on welcome in
6: yeah, it's about the same time that I bought this hat and became a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, uh, having me back on.
5: You're a knucklehead. Fucking awesome. so Canadian too, with his with his jean with his jean jacket thing on. I um, I just love it, Andy. It's been a while, you know, buddy.
6: It's- I had the, the one version of the Canadian tuxedo on on Gil's show yesterday, so I thought I'd mix it up today and wear as much denim as I can before the, the winter hits, right?
5: I appreciate it, buddy. Andy, I really do. I wanna
4: know how you feel about this. Matt said earlier you are among his favorite Canadians, but failed to mark you numero uno and he will not he tell me how this works. who his favorite is.
6: He knows
5: how this works.
4: He's he's amongst my favorite Canadians. Crazy.
6: Yes. Crazy. Yeah, he won't he won't tell me who his favorite is, but I, I imagine <laughs> I imagine I imagine it's somebody better looking the
5: than tragically me. Ah. hip the tragically hip how well, about that well, hey you're They're my favorite
4: Canadian
3: does you're, that work you're yeah. my number one yeah. um
4: and speaking of number one, let's talk about the Colorado Avalanche, who won the entire thing a season ago, finally got over the hump of the preseason favorites again at plus 380 to repeat and win this thing. And I feel like there's two schools of thought when it comes to a defending champion, especially when it comes to the NHL with what a grind and grueling season, physical taxing sport that it is, is that you either A, get to the top of the mountain and you know what is expected of you to get to that point and you're hungry to you get there again, Or, like, the other side of that coin is that it is a really, really tough taxing season, and you played so far into the summer that you just don't have the energy necessarily to get it going and repeat once again. What's your school of thought when it comes to the Colorado Avalanche getting there once again?
6: Well, luckily for the Avalanche, they kind of cruised through a a couple of those uh, matchups, the National Predators and the Oilers, uh, so they didn't have to play a whole lot of hockey. But uh, I'd say this team is pretty hungry. I, I don't really buy into any of that. I mean, I think... It's, uh, it's a tough sport to repeat in. Um, the, the sport itself doesn't necessarily do a, a good job at rewarding the best teams every year. So um, I think that's why it's so tough. And that's why we'll probably never see a team uh, complete a three-peat. Look how hard it was for the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Lightning. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's about the best team that we've seen uh, in my lifetime anyway. So I, I'm big on the Colorado Avalanche this year. I... I as much as the, the, the addition of Darcy Kemper uh, helps the Capitals, I think we'll talk about them a little bit later, I don't think it hurts the, the Colorado avalanche as much as some people are making it out. Pavel um, Francouz, I think, is an NHL starter. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have a, a ton of experience, but he's been really good everywhere, everywhere he's been, and, and he's been good in Colorado uh, ever since arriving in North America. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm a little bit more worried about the, the, the backup position. Uh, I do have Colorado projected to finish around, I believe, 107 points. Uh, so probably a little bit shy of where the markets have them mm-hmm. at right now. But, uh, you know, still still the best team in the Central Division and uh, right there with the best teams in the Western Conference.
4: Yeah, 111.5, that points total up there for Colorado this year.
5: Ryan Reynolds is my favorite yeah. Canadian.
4: That's not fair. You can't steal that. That's Ryan what I Reynolds. said earlier. Ryan
5: Reynolds. That's
6: what
4: I said earlier. Yes. You can't just he Google something after is. I already said he it is. and claim Ryan, it as yours. Ryan, oh. Ryan Reynolds is my
6: favorite Anyways, my favorite continue. Such a boring, that's such a boring answer.
4: Especially because he's got dual citizenship. (laughs) Grow up.
5: I mean, yeah, that makes me like him even more. So we can claim him and he can be claimed as a Canadian. I I love that. Uh, Andy, so listen, you mentioned the Capitals, and I will tell you this. I did open the guide. I did read your words, and it actually forced me to make a bet. And so the Washington Capitals, at 40-1 to to win the whole thing, And basically what I gathered from what you wrote about this team is the health situation can't get worse. It can only get better. The goaltending situation (laughs) seems to be upgraded as well. And we're getting a team at a pretty long shot where it doesn't seem like the number really adds up to the talent that's going to be on the ice for the team. Tell me, tell me, did I make a poor bet here at 40 to one for the caps to win it all?
6: It's, I, I think it's no, you didn't. It's I, I think it should be closer, somewhere around 20, 20 to one. I, I have them uh projected to win around five to one to win the, the Metropolitan Division, so I bet them at plus seven fifty to do that. Um around one hundred and one points, so uh, I think he can go over a point like any way you want to bet the Capitals this season, I think he can do it. And it's not that I think they're a team like usually we're we're at this point of the season we're like, who's the team on the rise? It's not the cap they're not the team on the rise, they're just a team that I think is really has been kind of undervalued these last uh, or at least in in this last uh, season or so. And uh, over the summer, it's really seems like people are down on this team, I guess. Um, Ovechkin is older, obviously, still one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. The Capitals are a top 10 team, you know, every year out. And they were one of the best defensive teams in the NHL last season. But it kind of flew under the, the radar because of their goaltending. And uh, and Darcy Kemper uh, gives you know fixes that for them. So um, I've also got Kemper to, to win the Bezdin at twenty five to one. I think he's a he's a good flyer uh, in that market. So I, I really like the Capitals this season. They're a, they're a fun team. Uh, some some injury concerns sure, but uh, they they added uh, some some younger players over the summer, and I think they're they're better off. Than they were last
4: year. Yeah, I think they're a little bit underrated. I too grabbed the 40 to one, so I feel like you're just like all up in my business right now. My two long shot <laughs> vets. I bet that it I have, before you did. My We walked in here yesterday and talked about this, and I was like, oh yeah, I got them 40 to one. You're like, oh, that's what I'm going to mm-hmm. yeah, It's a whole thing. Yeah. Anyways, um, Caps at 40 to one, and another long shot I pulled the trigger on was the Blues at 40 to one as well, largely just hoping that we get playoff binner instead of the Jordan Bennington that we saw lose the job to Billy Husso. Um uh, because even without David Prawn, I like the offense a lot. I think the defensive core is really solid here. What do you think about that number on St. Louis?
6: Uh, you know, I, I don't hate it. Um, I think the, you know, obviously the, the Western conference, we, we saw how they fared against Colorado last year. It's, it's uh, it's kind of open for business there. I don't think they're outside of outside of Colorado and, and you know, maybe Maybe a, a team like the Oilers or the Flames, uh, there, there's no real powerhouses out there uh, in, in the Western Conference right now. So, you know, St. Louis, they could make some noise. I, I think they were they're in that series versus the Avalanche a lot more than I thought they were going to be uh, when it was all said and done. But um, I, I just, you know, I, I don't have confidence in Jordan Binnington. His save percentage, his, you know, just the, the, the way that he, he plays net has, uh, you know, gotten worse and worse every single season since he, he really burst onto the scene with that Stanley Cup win. So um, I, I think we, the goaltender that we saw lose the, the job last regular season is, is the goaltender we're most likely going to see this year not necessarily the guy that stood on his head in the the second round of the playoffs.
4: Well, that is why I mixed up my long shots with some shorter shots as well. Okay, I played the game, but I like the 40-1 to 1 number. I, I did, because you mentioned in the Western Conference, Calgary, the Flames are another team that I am very high on. I know you, there's a certain team in the Pacific Division that you just can't shut up about. So why don't you ask your, your uh-huh. question about the folks in the crack den?
5: Well, a- a- <laughs> Andy, as you... Just as kidding, you, I'm
4: sorry, Seattle, just kidding. I just like you, the name.
5: As you dug in to Andy, did your your super, super deep dive with all of this. What team did you come away liking a little bit more than you thought you were going to and which team did you end up hating a little bit more than you thought you were going to and why was that the Kraken?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I still hate the Kraken for the, the, you know, the hole that they helped put me in early last season. I thought they were going to be, I, I didn't go crazy now. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty there coming into that season um, not having seen this team before. But you know, early on, their, their underlying metrics stood out. They looked like a, a pretty solid defensive team, but they just didn't get the goaltending. Uh, they had the worst goaltending in the NHL, arguably, last year. Uh, and, and it really set them back. But they made a couple of great moves this offseason. They brought in Oliver Brockstan from uh, Columbus and Andre Burakovsky from the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, so that really kind of bolsters their forward group you know god knows both of those guys will go there the production will just crater they won't be able to score goals but uh we'll we'll see what happens but uh you know the the Kraken, i mean i think people are really down on the math of that season like they they what they put up 60 points i think uh and uh the the line that i saw originally was 81 and a half uh, I've got them around 87 points. Uh, I think the Pacific division, I don't want to say it's a weak division. It's just a, there's a lot of parity there. I don't think there's a, a whole lot of separation between Vancouver, Seattle, um, you know, the LA Kings, even the Anaheim Ducks. So uh, there's a lot of teams jumbled in there. I think Seattle's better than a couple of them.
4: I hate that we have run out of time because I have a million more questions. So expect more messages from me on Twitter. Andy, we really, really appreciate your time. Thank you.
6: Awesome. Thanks guys.
4: Seriously. Go get the guide. It is awesome. He
5: did a he did a breakdowns very breakdowns. Listen, I was surprised at how well Andy did. I really <laughs> was. I was. I was surprised at how as as, as how well he did. The breakdowns
4: for every single team, and that he not only had like whether or not they're worth a bet for the Stanley Cup or anything, it was like best bets and betting tips for how to approach each team, which I thought was really interesting and significant and helpful. My favorite bet that I did make was the biggest Golden Knights under their points total. So I didn't get to ask him what he thinks about the BGK in the Pacific. Mm. They're still considered the third betting favorite behind the Flames and the Oilers, and I just don't see it.
0: This is VSED's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSED, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers, your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, hoops, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers because new bettors get up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game.
5: 89 degrees here, right now. So
4: warm. Right now. But and I don't know. It's,
5: it's not cooling down here. I. I
3: constantly feel
4: like I'm being judged because I am just, I'm a long sleeve gal. What can I say? I love it. I'm cold indoors everywhere that I go here in Las Vegas because the air conditioning is always pumping because it's warm outside. And people look at me like I am a straight psychopath. When I walk from my car into the building because of my attire daily,
5: you, you have that. how, how about I come in with the with the full jacket yeah, on and all the true. stuff like that? and people you look carry at me like, it in? They're like, no, no, no. I put it on, and then they assume I'm either a psychopath or I'm a businessman.
4: I would one argue that you are both. I, I think am, that you're
5: going to buy one get I, one free. Let me tell you, I'm more <laughs> psychopath than I am businessman. That's we for sure. have
4: some Wednesday college mm-hmm. football coming up tonight. SMU and UCF going head-to-head. The Golden Knights, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total from this morning ticked up a full point from 63-and-a-half to now on DraftKings. I see 64. Four and a half. Um, this game was moved because of the hurricane. It was originally scheduled for last Saturday, then to Sunday, now here to Wednesday. So lots of rest for both teams. Neither of them are playing this coming weekend. SMU started off two and zero against bad teams, uh, and then have gone zero for two their last two games against Maryland and TCU. And reports for TCU, which I think is, I don't know how significant it really is, but that four players maybe more refusing to play because they want to preserve the red shirt and enter the transfer portal. None of the names I saw in the Dallas morning news article are major contributors, like they're guys that all play. So one of their starting safeties from the last couple of years, who's been largely phased out a wide receiver who had an ADR touchdown earlier in the year, but hasn't really been utilized the last couple of, of, of games. And this is something I think that we're going to see more and more with NIL and the ability to get in the transfer portal that, these isn't things it, happen.
5: Isn't it funny? It's that, weird. Like, this is something we even it's have to weird. consider now. I know yes, that we have to even consider just now, make but sure it's real that life. You yeah.
4: have that information ahead of you. Um, UCF three and one loan loss to Louisville week two. They haven't really played anybody either though, but uh, among the top 20 teams in FBS in terms of their offense to this point, they run a pretty up-tempo offense. So I, I lean UCF here. I don't have a bet as of right now. This might be something that I approach in game just because not the biggest fan of the number.
5: What do we think about the total here? I mean, it's not a small total by any stretch of the imagination. UCF's defense has been fairly solid so far. So, uh, you know, and everyone's kind of off rhythm here, playing on a Wednesday. Like, you know, I I don't know. That seems a little, maybe a tad smidge high.
4: Yeah. And I do think that there's going to be a lot of points, but you're right. That number Mm -hmm. is pretty high. The public is largely on, UCF, and the total's really 50-50 split here from what I'm seeing at these mm-hmm. betting splits. So I don't have a great read on it, but the game Available will be fun. Available at Yeah. So
5: you your VEASAN Pro subscribers.
4: It's college football on a Wednesday. Yes. yes. Check out the betting splits <laughs> page. Absolutely. Um, let's look into some of the marquee games, though, coming up this weekend. One I know is going to be of very high interest to you. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Tennessee at number 25, LSU in Baton Rouge. Tiger Stadium, even at a noon local time, going to be rocking. How do you feel about it?
5: I do not know about that. Come on. I do not know about that. Let me tell you there are a whole lot of very disappointed people that this game is going down when it is going down. It really? is like yeah, oh it's 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 horrible. It's actually ele- <laughs> it's it's 11 a.m. local time. There in Baton Rouge. So it is like an oh, eleven AM kickoff. Okay. Well it's noon Eastern. So it's yeah. like yeah. So it's like eleven A. M. local there. So you can't even like you barely have enough time to wake Breakfast, up at six AM and get, get drunk. I mean, like, going. you know, like, it's, you barely have enough time to get drunk mimosas before the game. Mimosas
4: and screwdrivers, figure it out. Let's I mean,
5: go. How many mimosas and screwdrivers can you really pound before you, like, go in, before you get sick? I mean, all that sugar and all that, you can't really do it. So, it's kind of like, you know, these guys are going to have to start with the with the beers early on. You don't want to be drinking beer at 6 a.m., but they're going to have to drink beer at Shotgun 6 Shotgun
4: it so you don't have to taste it. Maybe do that's the thing basically with orange juice. What yeah.
5: gonna be, <laughs> that's basically what's going to be going down. As
4: far as what you see on the football sure. field, though, what do yeah, you think Yeah, I mean, got look, it's,
5: it's, it's really interesting because you wouldn't think... I think watching this LSU offense that it's been efficient really at all, but if you look at the efficiency metrics, it actually has them still rated fairly high when it comes to all that. I mean, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that you watch LSU and it's like they sputter, 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 and then they'll put like three drives together, but then they sputter, 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 and I think it's like something to where you just, your your brain kind of just remembers the sputtering as opposed to like the actual good drives or something, but I do look at this as being a fairly decent little mismatch. I understand that it's sitting at three because, again, we talk about NFL, home field advantage, basically nothing. I mean, like less than a point basically at this point. College football is completely different, and there is, despite the fact that they're going to have to get drunk at 6 a.m., there will be some noise like in Baton Rouge in Tiger Stadium. It will be at least fairly, uh, at least fairly loud there for Tennessee, and they'll try to make it as – Uncomfortable for them as humanly possible. That said, I just think I think Tennessee is just a, a far superior a team at team, this yeah. at this juncture, right? Like it just, I mean, it's LSU has a, had a lot to come back from from the Orgeron era, and so this is just a. This is just a deal. It's a little too early for them. I think And Tennessee has been, been putting it together. I think they continue here this weekend.
4: One stat that I did find particularly interesting, um, Tennessee Tennessee's defense isn't great, especially when it comes down to allowing teams quality possessions, 109th in quality possession rate, but they're eighth in points allowed per quality possession, meaning like they'll let you get a first down inside the 40, but then they're going to stiffen up, get a stop and hold you to a field goal or no points. LSU on the other end, 39th in points per quality possession. So can they finish drives against uh, this defense could be the difference between a win and cover for LSU or Tennessee. I do lean Tennessee here as well, especially because I don't know what your level of concern is with Jaden Daniels and the knee thing. Um, But if, if you hear your coach talk about your quarterback, having a good deal of knee pain, I feel like that's, a concern for me. And I'm a big Hendon hooker fan. You know, I think LSU's defense should be worried about the chunk plays from then for sure. He's tied for the FBS lead in average yards per pass. He does not turn the ball over. Um, So yes, that's my lean. I don't have a bet on this game. As of yet, a game that I am particularly interested in is one that we talked about with our guy, JVT yesterday, Utah and UCLA going head to head here, Utah favored. And this is a number that has just grown and grown. I want to say it opened two and a half creeped up to four and a half. And I wouldn't be surprised if it keeps going in that direction. Um, Utah has got to just be kicking themselves that their loan loss is that week one game in the swamp. And obviously they have not shown up to be that way. It looks like Mm -hmm. actually here, here we're down to three and a half. So money buyback has come in on UCLA in this case, which surprises me a little bit. I think that, the UCLA defense is going to have their hands absolutely full with Utah. And they're the type of a team that starts off a little bit slow and they have been in years past. And I wish that I would have taken that more into consideration mm. going into the week one game on the road in a tough place to play. But hindsight, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. As
5: you I like to say, you had a crush. You had a team crush heading into this. You did. You had and a team still, crush coming into the season.
4: And I still very much so believe in them. I think Utah mm. is significantly better than Washington who UCLA beat last week. Um, but, but this Utah team like cam rising averages, 230 yards passing, Per game, 13 touchdowns is two interceptions. He's adding 40 yards on the ground per game, um, had 73 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown last week. I just think that they're going to have their hands full. And for a team that typically starts slow and gets better, like we always talk about Utah and how good they are at home. But once you get past the first couple of games of the season, they figure out who they are. They're equally as dominant on the road in years past. And they have so many pieces coming back that that have started to gel together these last few games. Last game, I think, was still a little bit of a figuring out process without Brant Keithy in terms of blocking, but... I think that they'll be in a much better place this week. And I also think that we're going to get some points on the board, but the total 64 and a half is a little bit rough for me as well. But Dorian Thompson Robinson has that UCLA offense moving.
5: Everybody talking about TCU and Kansas because both teams ranked where Texas and Oklahoma goes down. No teams ranked in that one. If you take a look and, and this is like, you know, again, it's, Small sample size, we are still fairly early in the season here, and things can certainly sway. But if you look at these statistics right now, most yards per play in all of college football is TCU right now, and Kansas is sixth. So TCU and Kansas in the top six, both of them in yards per play in all of college football in between TCU and Kansas – Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee. So it's like yeah. all these like power powerhouse <laughs> programs that are actually trailing TCU and the sandwich between them and Kansas in this one. At the very least, it it's a fun little story here for Kansas, but I do think that this is where it comes crashing back down yeah. to earth. This TCU team, there are a lot of people out there smarter than me who think that they might have one of the three best offenses in all of college football and they're believing in these stats. They're mm-hmm. not saying that hey, small sample size stuff like they believe in all of this and thinking this TCU team might actually be a top 3 offense in all the all the land.
4: Um one thing that I do want to close out this hour with is our pro tip you get them all day throughout the, the the network shows is not to have your power rating necessarily go hand in hand with the rankings that we see out there in the AP poll. Good example I think is this BYU Notre Dame game that we will discuss more tomorrow. But Notre Dame unranked a three-and-a-half-point favorite at a neutral location here at Allegiant Stadium coming up Saturday against a BYU team that is in the national polls as 16. So keep these types of things in your mind. Are numbers fishy? Are they not? But a power rating is not the same as an AP or coaches poll ranking. We will be back here with our two more NFL, and we'll get a little Major League Baseball conversation coming up as well.